is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee's joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Wednesday, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Coming up today in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we're going to talk uh, hockey and books with former NHLer, two-time Stanley Cup winner Sean Thornton will join us. The former Boston Bruin, Anaheim Duck, Chicago Blackhawk. Also going to talk, uh, that's what she said with Alex Eshelman coming up. We were scheduled to have Wayne Brooks, uh, super busy down in Vegas, so we'll try to get Wayne on again uh, down the road in the future. Tomorrow, by the way, we will talk with uh, Ty Ridgeway, the head boys coach at East Helena. And also, we're going to uh, check in with Sage Newman tomorrow and Lindsey Cruz as well. It's going to be a fun, fun-packed Thursday, plus uh, predictions tomorrow too, I think. All right, uh, this opening segment of the Jason Walker Show, which you can watch on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, is brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes. Great uh, great folks. Montana Custom Log Homes, the premier log home company in the industry. Bring your own plans, or you can look through their 15-plus offerings under milled log homes, and they'll create the perfect log or timber frame home of your dreams 50-plus years of experience and the finest craftsmen available in Montana. They'll build you a house crafted to last for generations. True log homes, too. Not D-log or log-sided stick frame homes. Uh, in addition to the three divisions of milled, handcrafted, and timber, they also do log accents, entryways, project management, and stairs and railings. You can uh, get a hold of them at yourcustomlog.com to get started today. Um just drop gift certificates we got from Cafe Zydeco. We've got all sorts of stuff. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, okay. Our Twitter handle, at Sports. Our phone number, 406-209-1267, if you'd like to weigh in on anything that we talk about or whatever we don't talk about. But we are going to start talking about Troy Anderson and Patrick O'Connell. So last night, Troy Anderson was down in Vegas accepting um, his finalist award as one of the final... 13, I believe it was, for the uh, William Campbell uh, Trophy, which go it's it's a academic uh, award as well as football being a good football player. And then uh, today it came out that the three finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award, two of them are from the state of Montana, and born and raised. Montana junior linebacker Patrick O'Connell, a Glacier High grad along with Troy Anderson, the senior from MSU, who's from Dillon, are going up against uh, Florida A&M linebacker Isaiah Land for the FCS Defensive Player of the Year, the Buck Buchanan Award. Now, this is a prestigious award. Caleb Schreibeis, Montana State, Brad Daly from Montana State have won it in the past uh, recently. Anderson, 6'4", 235, the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year had 111 tackles, nine and a half TFLs, tackles for loss, a couple of sacks, a couple of interceptions, one of which was a pick six, uh, seven pass breakups, and a fumble recovery, just in the regular season. O'Connell, who's 6'2", 225, and again, just a junior, earned first team Big Sky, all Big Sky honors. Uh, he started over at uh, Mary in Division Two before coming back home to the Grizz. 91 tackles on the year, 19 and a half tackles for loss. He also had 13 sacks and five QB hurries, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. 
Land from Florida A&M. 6'4", 215-pounder from Buffalo, New York. He was the SWAC Defensive Player of the Year. 43 tackles, but he had 25.5 TFLs, 19 sacks. Five QB hurries, two pass breakups, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. Montana quarterback Justin Ford, uh, cornerback, was fourth in the voting. The, uh, <laughs> I mean, the top three are crazy, insanely good. Uh, good luck to both O'Connell and Anderson. If it's if it's me picking, I got to go with T. Roy. Uh, Troy has been a stud. Plus, I mean, you can't go from being the freshman of the year at one position, all big sky at another position, all big sky at a third position, and then win defensive player of the year. I mean, come on. That's I mean, nobody's done that. Not to mention this year. Yeah, he doesn't have the TFLs, but he's got all the tackles. He also has the picks um, and a fumble recovery. I mean, him and O'Connell, the numbers are, are pretty – and O'Connell had 13 sacks, which is impressive. So it, it, it's tough. My pick, though, would be Troy Anderson. O'Connell would be sacking. I'd go land third. But, man, all three of those guys deserving. Uh, let's see here. What else did we want to hit on first? There was some basketball last night. And – it was uh, pretty good stuff. By the way, for those who are um, – I got a complaint. Oh, you didn't talk to the hell on a high coaches. Well, no, they weren't. I didn't get them set up this week. There will be next week they start. Ben Dudek, hell on a high girls, and uh, Coach Brandon Day from the boys' side. So we'll talk to all of four locals. We'll also talk to East Helena coaches, including Ty Ridgeway tomorrow. But uh, there was some basketball last night. Montana State men with a big win over – North Dakota State held North Dakota State to 49 points. Uh, let's see. Haber beat Malta last night. Josh Curry with a three-pointer late as Haber beat Malta. Billing Central over Harden. Man, 75-74. J.J. Sanchez had two free throws with 4.1 seconds to play. Caden Merchant, 22 points. Uh, Hans three irons, had 17. There's some good basketball right there, those rivals. Uh, let's see, St. Regis got a win over Frenchtown's JV Tenor Day with 36. He's on the list already for uh, Performance of the Week, Auto Concepts Performance of the Week for next week. Culbertson hammered Brockton, 18 points for Colin Avance. Plentywood got by Westbury Granora. Reese Works with 17. Uh, let's see, on the girls' side, Harden beat Billing Central. That's a, wow, Maya Hansen, 34. Camber Goodluck had 24 for Harden in the win. That's a big win for uh, for Harden. Those two were so good at the state tournament last year. Well, obviously, Haver won it all, but Central <laughs> could have, and so could have Harden. Uh, Haber beat Malta last night. Yelena Miller had 16. She was so good in the state tournament a year ago. Uh, Browning over Shelby. Mecca Bolchild with 25 for the running Indians. Uh, Kansas, his bad horse, 21 for uh, Colstrip. Gracie Bradley, 17. And uh, let's see, Emma Brensdahl and Mallory Tummerup had 16 each for Plentywood in their win over Westbury Granora. Some big, big numbers last night. 27, Rodrigo Tanaka, uh, Takano again. Had a bunch last week, too. But we talk about Mecca Bullchild, Connor Tuss, Tanner Day, Maya Hansen. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, Jason Walker show rolling on. We're going to talk uh, with Shane Thorn- or Sean Thornton coming up, the former Boston Bruin, won a couple of Stanley Cups. Did he sleep with the cup? We'll talk to him about that. He's got a new book out. Um, Fighting My Way to the Top, it's called. So we'll chat with him coming up. Also, uh, Alex Eshelman's going to join us. Right now, though, time for your Montana Rodeo Roundup. It is brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Get a hold of Mark to uh, get anything booked for next year. Uh, yeah, he's already booking for next year. 
He takes unbelievable photos. You can order his calendars, too. It's uh, Scenery of Western Montana, also uh, Cowboys of Western Montana. And he's got a third one out. Um, I believe it was The Horses of Western Montana. So you can go to MarkLaroPhotography.com. Last night in Bareback in Vegas, Oren Larson with a 91 to uh, take the go. Jess Pope, who leads the average, was second. Casey Field sits two and a half points back of Pope in the average. That pays about 56000 I think the average pays 70000 to win it. Richmond Champion is in fifth in the average. Caleb Bennett, 13th. Uh, Field leads the world by about 18000 over Jess Pope. Tilden Hooper back there in third. Steer wrestling last night. Uh, Dirk Tavener got the win in 3.4. Tristan Martin continues to lead the average. And Jacob Talley has the lead in the world standings by about nine grand over Dirk Tavener. Team roping last night in the sixth round, it was Cole Rallman and Douglas Rich, 3-6. Clay Tryon and Jake Long split second and third with Quinn Kessler and Joseph Harrison. Um, Clay Tryon and his partner Brenton Hall were 11th. Andrew Ward, Buddy Hawkins lead the average. The world standings being led by Caleb Driggers and Junior Negera. And Saddle Bronc last night. Man, how about those right boys? One, two, and three last night. Ryder goes back-to-back round wins, 89 and a half. Stetson, younger brother, goes 89, a half a point behind for the second straight night. And then Spencer Wright, the uncle, took third. Sage Newman got a check, his first one at the NFR with an 87. He pocketed a little over 11,000. Chase Brooks came in ninth after an 83-point ride. Average leaders Brody Cress has the average lead. About three and a half, two and a half points. Chase Brooks fourth in the average. World standings: Ryder Wright, a couple of thousand more than Stetson Wright. Uh, let's see. Chase Brooks slipped back to fifth, and Sage Newman still thirteenth. Tie down last night was won by Corey Solomon in seven and one. Haven Medjid went seven four to take second. Average leaders: it's Caleb Schmidt leading the way. Uh, Medjid. Back there in seventh, world standings, Caleb Schmidt, number one, Han- Shane Hanshi, number two, and Medjid is seventh. Barrel racing last night, fast. Remember back in the day, like a dozen years ago, ten years ago, if you got under 14, you were going to win. Well, now you've got to be under 13-5 almost. Ivy Sabins went 13-43 to get the win over Haley Kinsel, who was 13-55. Nearly everybody was under 14 last night. The top nine, all under 14. It's the horses and these and these ladies. Jordan Briggs leads the average. Lisa Lockhart now in 10th. Lisa pocketed 4,000 uh, 4, last night, by the way, finished 6th. World standings, Haley Kinsel uh, increased her lead over Jordan Briggs a little bit. And Lisa Lockhart in 12th. Bull riding last night. It was another good one. And... Uh, let's see, Creek Young, 90 and a half, the rookie getting it done. Ruger Piva was third, 16 grand. Sage Kimsey in there. Parker Bredding uh, took sixth. The last uh, pay slot won over 4,300 bucks. Bredding continues to lead the average after uh, his ride. He is two bulls up on everybody. Parker's ridden five of six. The next closest, Boudreaux Campbell's ridden three. So Parker with a really good chance to win the average. World standings at Sage Kimsey. Not sure if, if anybody's going to catch him. Stetson right, second, Creek Young third. Parker Bredding slipped back to fourth. But uh, Ruger Piva in there as well. Twelfth, Shane Proctor. Man, it's been a rough rough go. His shoulders are beat up, his broken leg, everything. He finished 13th. We talked a little about yesterday of... Uh, um, Wade Sundell being out now for the rest of the rodeo after breaking his back. He had a lacerated, what, spleen a few years ago? Was it his spleen or his liver? I think it was the liver. Um, and then broke his back the other night. So tough uh, tough go for Wade. There, uh, Dustin Bouquet's out for the rest of the uh, NFR as well. Round 7 tonight from Las Vegas, 645 coverage, Mountain Time. On the Cowboy Channel, Jeff Metters, Butch Knowles, Donnie Gay do a great job. Joe Beavers, Luke Branquino. It's fun to watch.
All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk uh, with Alex Eshelman. That's what she said. And uh, get her thoughts on the Cats and Grizz playoff victories. Look ahead to games this weekend, both uh, on the road and the quarterfinals. And let's see, what else? Uh, oh, we're going to talk with Sean Thornton. And is there any connection to Sean Thornton, the hockey player, and Sean Thornton from The Quiet Man, the John Wayne movie? I'll ask because I'm interested and I want to know. We'll find out when we return a little bit later on. He'll join us. But when we return next, Alex Eshelman. That's what she said. It's brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. She'll join us. Jason Walker Show coming right back. The opening segment, as always, brought to you by our great friends over at Montana Custom Log Homes. They can build anything from 700 square feet to, well, 30,000 square feet. Get a hold of them at yourcustomlog.com. Alex Ashelman joins us next. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. 
Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab and Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Hanging out today in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Going to talk to Sean Thornton coming up, the former NHL winner of the uh, two-time Stanley Cup uh, winner. So we'll talk to him a little bit later on today in about uh, 20 minutes or so. Appreciate uh, him stopping by. Also, uh, on this day in history, we'll tell you what's coming up tomorrow. We're packed tomorrow. Uh, but it is time to get to our first guest of the day, and unfortunately, the video for some reason is not working, But and it's on our end, but it is none other than our great friend, Alex Eshelman. That's what she said, brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. Make sure you stop in. Uh, edible cookie dough, meals to go, meals to freeze, meals to eat tonight, microwavable, one person. It's all great. It's dinnersdoneright.com. Uh, how are you, Alex? Well, Jason, how are you? Thank you for having me. And, yes, I'm sorry that our video isn't working, but that's okay. Technology can stink sometimes, so we'll get it here at one point. You know, technology is great when it works, right? That's, yeah. Oh, it's fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. But when it's not, you're like, you know what? Why do I do this to myself? Why do we even live with this stuff every day? Yep. No, you're absolutely 100% <laughs> correct. Alex Eshelman joining us here, the uh, great sports reporter, ABC Fox, Montana. And also SWX Montana. All right. So last time I saw you, you uh, on Saturday at the playoff game, you were a little under the weather. You were um, Bill Lamberty uh, SID called you soft because you were hanging out in the press box, not down on the field. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> he. I love Bill. He's the best, and we we uh, thankfully have a good relationship where we can joke with each other like that. But. Actually, I was in the press box for different reasons. Um, we are not allowed to shoot highlights during playoff games because right. they're all owned, um, you know, by ESPN and all that and the conference and totally understandable. So I got to stay in the press box and it was very fun, actually. It was a nice little change of pace, especially when uh, Zach Red was on the ground, Justice Perkins, Perkins was giving him CPR, and then <laughs> later in the game, Perkins had a little theatrical performance <laughs> on that offside call. So it was very fun. The press box was dying oh, when yeah. plays happened. But, um, yeah, really, really fun. How was the experience for you? That was the first time in a while you've been at a Bobcat game. It was good. It was always – it's you know, I posted on, on Twitter, uh, and I thanked Eric Tabor, uh, SID over at Missoula, for getting me into, you know, Washington Grizzly. I went to my first – Grizz game in that stadium, and it was a nice environment Friday, and I thanked him on the Twitter, and then I tweeted out pictures as well from Bobcat Stadium Saturday and said, but this feels more like home, and that's exactly what it was. You know, and it was a better crowd than I thought it was going to be Saturday in Bozeman, too. It was a little breezy, a little chilly, um, well, a lot breezy, honestly, but it was a great environment down low, and it was really, really loud. And it stayed loud, and the crowd stayed for the game, which was awesome. And, and honestly, we were, uh, well, a couple minutes to go at the Cat game. We knew that they were going to win. We're all down there with the ball boy or the ball men and other uh, reporters looking at our phones watching the uh, Incarnate Word Sam Houston score because if Incarnate Word had come back to get that win, the Cats would have been home this weekend. I know. I know, Jason. And. <laughs> 
I think it's funny. You bring up the weather and the amount of people that were there. I was talking with one of my roommates who's a, a born and raised Montanan is from Bozeman. And I've mentioned her on the podcast, Lily. And mm-hmm. I was telling her um, going into the game, I go, Lily, I feel so lucky. This is my first season, full season of covering Montana State football. And there has not been one home game this year that has had snow, rain, besides a little wind. It has been beautiful this football season. And I feel so lucky. She said to me, I don't know how you got this lucky because I've never gone a season without one bad weather game. You know, that was the talk, Alex, around the tailgates that morning, too, was how lucky were Bobcat fans and Grizzly fans. There was no weather this year to deal with um, in a bad, bad way. I mean, it was warm. It wasn't too hot. I didn't think at any of the games. We didn't have a ton of smoke, surprisingly, uh, with mm-hmm. all the fires. But, yeah, we had very little precipitation. No snow, no cold. It was great. Yeah, I I talked to RJ Fitzgerald even about it. I was at Bobcat Stadium, I want to say, on December 3rd. I don't know why December 3rd pops up, but I'm there basically every day doing some story on on the Bobcats. And RJ's walking into the stadium, and I said, RJ, have you ever had – I mean, it's December, and this is before it started snowing. And I said, have you ever had a December like this? And growing up in Dillon, and he was like, oh, no, Mm-mm. no, this, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally was. Uh, Alex Eshelman joining us, the ABC Fox Montana sports reporter. That's what she said here, Jason Walker show. Um, all right, so let's start with Friday. Let's go to the Grizz. Look, it's a great stadium. It was loud, and I think it was more loud based off of everything that had happened the week with all the talk from Eastern Washington. And I thought mm-hmm. both teams played very good football for most of that game, the Grizz just were better when it mattered. And having Eric Berrier be hurt really hurt Eastern Washington. But I thought the Grizz came out and, and dominated in a way defensively that they needed to. Totally, totally. And not only defensively, but offensively it felt well. And we talked about this on the podcast, Jason. Just it, They're playing their best football right now. And... The Grizz, it's just worked out for them, and not to say that they haven't worked hard to get. I mean, obviously, they've been working their tails off to get to this place, but and it's not like they haven't suffered injuries as well throughout their season, but it just the way that their season has gone, they kind of got their injury bug out of the way, dead flat in the middle of the season that were on the earlier side, so they were able to overcome those injuries fix what they really needed to fix. Obviously they had a strong start with defeating UW at the very beginning of the year. And I just think that they're playing their best football right now uh, in all phases, really. Yeah. And I thought, like I said, they, I thought they played really, really good football sound. I mean, that defense, you saw it up close and personal with Cat Grizz, but (laughs) that defense was really, really good. And I think impressed me more seeing it in person and how fast they are to the football. I mean, Jace Lewis, Patrick O'Connell, Marcus Welton, those linebackers are flat-out totally. studs. And then, you know, Gebner on the inside. It was a really good defense that impressed the heck out of me. Well, and on top of that, Jason, I think that you can't compare Cat Grizz to Montana playing Eastern Washington, of course. But why I'm comparing them in this instance is because when the Grizz faced the Cats this year, they went in with a chip on their shoulder. Oh, sure. When they just played Eastern Washington in this first round of playoffs, they had a chip on their shoulder. They were like, no, they beat us last minute in the fourth quarter. They pulled off the win in the regular season, and we're not letting it happen again. Yep. No, that's a, and that's a good point, too, because the Grizz had played it. You know, that, that was a close game with, with EW. Uh, so now they move on. They get James Madison, the three-seed at home. Uh, Madison was a runner-up a couple of years ago at NDSU. They have uh, won a national championship in the last couple of years. What do you see from that matchup? I definitely think it's going to be a tough matchup, that's for sure. I don't think that it's um, – I think at this point, any team could beat anybody. Yeah. I think that all these teams are qualified. I think at the end of the day – Everybody's tired. Everybody's faced injuries. Everybody's faced setbacks. Uh, 
throughout the season at this point. It's just who's going to want it more. And I think that James Madison will have a little bit of an advantage only because they're at home. And I think that home field advantage is always there for any team um, when you're, you know, when you're playing in front of your home fans and not to mention the Grizz have to travel across the country um, for this game in Virginia. And I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, definitely going to be tough, but with the way the Grizz are playing right now, I don't think that they have any inkling that they think that their season's going to be over this weekend. I think that they have all of the confidence in the world right now to take it all the way to the championship. So it's going to be interesting for sure. What do you think? I think so. I mean, well, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm doing picks tomorrow, but, I'd have to say, JMU would have the advantage because they do have that extra playoff experience, a lot of these guys. The Grizz didn't play in the spring as well. I don't know if that hurts or, or not, but not a lot of these guys have deep playoff run experience for the Grizz, and, and we'll see if that comes back to uh, to get them. But like you said, they're playing their their best football right now, and, and I was so impressed with that defense, like I said. Uh, Alex Eshelman joining us, ABC Fox Montana sports reporter. All right, Cats at Sam Houston. This is – everybody talked, Alex, that, that Sam Houston hadn't been tested yet. Well, they got tested last week. But I don't think they're going to see a defense all year as good as Montana State's, which I think is a little bit better than Montana's. Um, I think with Tom Stuber, I saw a stat that the, the Cats have given up 13 defensive touchdowns all year. That's it. Nobody scored more than twice on them on the defense. Right. That's an insane amount – I mean – how good is that defense? And I think it's better than Incarnate Word. And we'll start there with the defense because Sam Houston State hasn't seen something this good yet. Totally. I think that we've known since day one and game one that this defense for the Bobcats is legit. And I think mostly all healthy, ready to go. Um, and I think that we just spoke with Troy Anderson today about Sam Houston, and you know his persona. He is so in the moment, humble, just wants to win with his guys, loves the game of football, and he said that they are going to be a really tough team. He said that they are number one for a reason, and a very common phrase that's coming out of speaking with a bunch of the players after they beat UT Martin and then this week um, in our weekly press conference, the common phrase is, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm. And that is the mentality that's going into this week. You can feel it within the program. And I think that they know that it's a tough task, but I also think that this defense is doesn't expect anything less of themselves. Ty Okada said it early in the year when they beat Eastern, and I loved it. It was awesome. Such a great soundbite. And somebody asked him, you know, were you, I, I don't remember the question exactly, but his response was, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that we're playing this well. We believe in our defense. We think that we have the best defense in the FBS, and that's the mentality that we have. Well, I mean, the Cats and the Grizz, the two of them have two of the best defenses in all of the country. There's no question about that. Uh, Tommy Malott, he played so well. Isaiah Fonse, they can run the ball. We've known that. In order to win a, a, a national championship, and including this weekend in the quarters, they're going to have to be able to complete some deep balls, not just 8 of 20 or whatever it was for 50-some yards passing. I know touchdown Tommy. I, I mean, they were all chanting his name in the stadium Saturday. Um, but they're going to have to throw the ball in order to win a national championship, and that's going to have to start this week. Any talk on that? I agree with you for sure. I think that there needs to be a little bit more of a balanced offense for sure, both in the run game and the pass game. I think that you have to have that um, in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish this week and continue to move forward. However, first game of him, Tommy Malott starting, not to mention winds up to 30 miles per hour okay. at Bobcat Stadium. You felt them. I felt them. We were both at the game. Um, nearly impossible. At the, I mean, just not really smart to want to throw the ball in that instance. Again, it was his first starting performance. We all know that, um, you know, just from watching him play, uh, 
he he's very good at running the ball. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. And I do think that he's also great at passing the ball. I think that I'm sure that's what they've been working on this week. And I think that he knows that the pass game needs to be a little bit more prominent when facing Sam Houston. But there were definitely some good attempts within that game against UT Martin. I don't remember who it was too, but Tommy had this great pass up the middle and it it was it was quick. He dropped back in the pocket and, and got it out of his hands really quickly. Um, I think he has all the capability to better the pass game. I just think it's going to come down to how practice has gone this week and how he's feeling um, and just trusting in himself and, and having the support of his teammates, which I, we, we all know he does. Yeah, I thought, I mean, and to back up on that, being down on that sideline, every time, aside from when they scored, but if they'd go three and out or, or, or a punt or whatever it was, every time he came mm-hmm. off the sideline, the first two guys that were there to talk to Tommy Malott, Tucker Rovig, Casey Bauman, the two guys that lost their starting jobs in the last year, stayed with the team, stayed with it, and they were the two that most supported Tommy on that sideline. It was really cool to watch the love that they had for him. And I think, and we talked about this last week, Matthew McKay's gone now. The fact that these two can now help Tommy, help the team as a whole, and you could just feel the love on that sideline, they were all together on Saturday. They forgot Matthew McKay. There's no reason to even bring him up moving forward because they're all about Tommy right now and Tucker Rovig leading the charge. I loved it. Yeah, Jason, and you've, you've got a great point. I think that even beyond Tucker and Casey, Throughout the season, we've talked with Lewis Kidd about helping, you know, the importance of him coaching uh, Tommy a little bit, giving him that confidence in the huddle to command the huddle and go out and execute on offense. Um, And you see Troy Anderson on the sideline hyping him up. This team is so special, and it's because they've faced so much adversity in their four or five years of kind of being together of this senior class and growing together, especially in this last year of, you know, getting a new head coach, having to buy into Coach Vegan and mm-hmm. coming off of 2019, their best season since 1984 when they won the championship. So I think that, you know, adversity and setbacks and changes are nothing new to this team. And I think that more than anything, they just want to win. They don't care. They don't have the the me, me, me mentality. They just want to go out and win with their guys. And I think when it comes to Matthew McKay, we were talking a lot about it last week when it first happened. I for sure think emotions were heightened uh, when everybody kind of saw the fact that he announced uh, that he was entering the transfer portal two days before their first playoff game. For sure. Everyone was kind of like, what the heck? What's going on here? But I think as time has gone on and it just kind of goes to show we're all human and it's important to just Take things in, really understand the situation, take a step back and just, and see all angles. And, you know, you're right. You got to move forward. There's really no point to talk about Matthew McKay, but I don't think that these guys look at him, um, in a bad light. I think that it is what it is and he did what was best for him and you got to respect that. And they've moved forward with Tommy Mallott, who they absolutely have been bought in to just just as the same as Matthew McKay since since day one. Couple final real quick ones for you. What time do you guys leave? So I actually don't travel with the team uh, from this point on, and that is because we don't have the coaches show anymore for Montana oh. State. So I will be going solo, and I actually head out tomorrow. So okay. I'll have a little more time than everyone else who leaves on Friday. Okay. Um, strange, but okay. And then second, <laughs> uh, we talked about – those defenses, Troy Anderson, Patrick O'Connell, each in the final three for the Buck Buchanan Award. How awesome is that? It's so cool. It's so cool. And I was thinking about that today, just reading an article about it. And the fact that there are two Montana players representing representing the top three <laughs> in the Buck Buchanan Award finalists is just super special for all of us even to be able to say that we've covered these guys and had the chance to watch them all season long, two of the very best. Um, And we got to talk with Troy Anderson about that today. And also his experience 
at the Campbell Trophy finalist award ceremony. It was really cool. Um, he, he mentioned that he got to meet Tony Romo and he grew up a Cowboys fan and, mm. uh, that was really special to him. Um, but just, just so cool. And it's so, we've talked about Troy so many times, but he's just so deserving of all of the accolades and oh, yeah. he's so much more than a football player, which he alludes to and everything. He's just, he knows that about himself and you can feel that. It's like, I, he's like, I love playing football. I love this game more than anything. I love my teammates. I love to win the whole thing, but he's so much more than just a football player. He's, you know, he, he's amazing academically. He's in the community. He's grew up on a, on a ranch and knows that whole lifestyle. It's just, it's cool. Really cool to see. It is. Um, hey, I found a couple of pictures I want to tease you about next week, okay? Oh, boy. They're, they're on your Facebook page. Oh, no. Yeah. No, oh, they're, they're, no. no they're fine. They're fine. You're, 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 it's not bad. Oh, boy. Well, 90% of my pictures on my Facebook are all of me cheerleading back in the day, whether it be <laughs> in Pop Warner High School or college. So... We'll see what you find. Okay, it's not. It, they'll, they'll be good. It's it's only two. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I can find more, but um, but there's a couple that I just want to bring up. I, I love it. I love it. Bring them up. <laughs> Roast me. I'm you, fine. You are the best. Hey, uh, we uh, ran out of time. We won't talk basketball, but big wins by uh, both the Cats and Grizz, men and women, to get conference season started. And uh, don't forget, we still have basketball to cover now, still too, even though you got football playoffs. Was at the game last night. Their win against North Dakota State, and Jabril Bello had a reverse dunk, and he also lost lost his shoe in the process. But he was like, "Whoop! I don't care." I he flung it out of the way, kept playing. They had to stop the game for obviously him to put his shoe back on, but he would have kept playing if the refs didn't stop the game. So it was pretty fun. And nice job with uh, Coach Sprink at the end there. Nice job on that. So thank you. Hey, big shout out to Coach Sprink because. You know, you don't you don't get to see and get that opportunity as much, you know, with any local TV reporter. So I really appreciated that. Not to mention after that, he went around and personally thanked every fan who was in in the brick still for coming mm. to the game. So you don't see that a lot with a head coach as well. No, he is uh, he's one of the best. Hey, uh, appreciate the time. Safe travels down to Houston. If anything breaking happens, you know, you can call into us too. You don't have to just save it for your job. But you can let us know this week, too. Noted, Jason. Noted. <laughs> hey, Thank you so much for having me. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much. All right. That is Alex Eshelman joining us. That's what she said. Brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. Make sure you stop in and uh, check out any of their fantastic food. Cheesy bacon ham, a cheesy ham hash brown breakfast this week, casserole, uh, this month. Unbelievable. All right, quick break. Sean Thornton joins us next, Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Strength. 
beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right grab-and-go salad bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Final segment on a Wednesday. Thanks to Alex Eshelman. You can watch all of her coverage. ABC Fox Montana. She is great. Sports reporter. So much fun. And just knowledgeable. So uh, we'll talk to her next week. Hopefully after a couple of wins, one for sure. Tomorrow, Lindsey Cruz, Sage Newman, Ty Ridgeway set to join us, which will be really cool. All right, so uh, we got on this day in history still to come and the walk-off and a little bit more. But there is a new book out. It's called Fighting My Way to the Top. The author, Sean Thornton. Yes, from the Boston Bruins, Florida Panthers. He's the COO now of the Panthers after retirement. Also played for the Ducks and the Blackhawks. And he joins us now to talk about his book and more here on the Jason Walker Show, courtesy of the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Hey, how's it going, Sean? How's it going? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm just living the dream. You know, I get to talk hockey, which is uh, not usual on my show here in Montana. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, it's become a hockey hotbed, but, um, hey, man, I, uh, I've been reading through your book, and, and that's why you're here is to talk about this book. But um, my first question the whole entire time I was going to ask was, were you a fan of The Quiet Man? And you answered that in, like, the first chapter of <laughs> how you ended up with the name yeah. Sean Thorne. Can you take me through this? Yeah, my, my mom's from Belfast. Uh, my grandparents, uh, same thing, obviously, on my mom's side from Belfast. And uh, The Quiet Man was my, my grandmother on my mother's side's favorite movie. Uh, so when I was born, they decided that uh, I'd be named after the John Wayne character in The Quiet Man, uh, who was Sean Thorpe. I think uh might have been a different spelling. But um, what's, uh, I guess, coincidental about it is, you know, John Wayne's character in that movie was a professional boxer that killed a man, moved back to Ireland to take over the farm. I ended up growing up to be a well. I would be a professional fighter, but fighting was definitely part of my uh, <laughs> part of my job description as a professional hockey player. So uh, maybe my, gra- my grandmother must have been on the something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I uh, so yeah, I appreciated the first chapter for sure. Is the uh, first couple paragraphs of uh, of your book, "Fighting My Way to the Top." Sean Thornton, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Um, so take me through the process of writing this book and, and why you decided to write it now. Yeah, uh, I'll go through the why first, and then I'll get into the process. Uh, the why was, I, listen, Dale Arnold, my co-author, and he wrote a book about the Bruins, and a, the publisher asked if he had another story he thought he would want to tell, and he said, my story, um, without my knowledge, uh, and, you know, my unconventional path of the NHL and, and the success I had. And he asked me, and I, I fell three times. I said no. And finally, he and the publisher convinced me that my story could be motivation to um, that I've been looked over, passed over, told they couldn't make it. Whatever it might be, it might be a little bit of motivation for them to put their head down and, and prove people wrong. So once they put it that way, I was like, ah, now I'm a bad guy if I don't do it. So uh, yes, I'll do it. Uh, and then the process process wasn't what we, what we expected. We agreed to do this in January uh, a couple of years ago, and my process was going to be having Dale come to Florida, spend time with my family, spend time with my friends, my coworkers, people that have affected my life on the daily, 
Same thing in Boston, same thing back in Toronto. Um, and really having stories come out of hot stoving with friends, family, uh, coworkers, acquaintances, whoever it might be. The world shut down in March. Uh, COVID changed it for everybody. So it ended up being, you know, a year and a bit of phone interviews, uh, emails, editing, uh, and not what I expected it to be. But all things considered, I mean, we put the time in, we put the effort in, and I, I, I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out. It's called a memoir, really, not more and uh, more than a, just a book. Uh, and, and and it's like I said, it's it's a good read. I haven't read all of it, but what I have read, it's it seems very open and honest. And, and and when did you decide, or what stories did you decide you could tell, and what stories you couldn't tell? Uh, uh, I wanted to be cognizant of the fact that my daughter is going to read this thing one day. So uh, definitely that that definitely went into. Some of the thought process, uh, the stories. Yeah, I wanted to be open and honest. There's some things I didn't really want to talk about, but uh, I probably needed to talk about them. The suspension being one, my sentence is perfect. Uh, there's a chapter called the, the Elephant in the Room, which talks about you know, all the concerns about CTE and other things uh, that could come along with the, the job description that I had over over two decades. Um, not really too many that I, I left out of the book that I can think of, uh, but again, I might have a different answer for you if I was able to follow the process I wanted to do. And my buddies were telling stories in front of us. I was like, oh, you can't, nope, we can't tell that one. Or, yeah, we got to get that in there. I, I, being that I did it over two years on the phone, I, I got as much in there as I could recall that I thought was relevant. We're talking with Sean Thornton, the author of Fighting My Way to the Top, is uh, his memoir. And uh, you got a couple of Stanley Cups, and you talk about taking the, the one in Boston to the Children's Hospital. Your charity work is amazing, um, first and foremost. I Thank you for everything you do for, for children and for Parkinson's and everything else that you help out with. But um, did we can read about it. We know about the, the day that you get with the cup, but did you sleep with it at all? <laughs> Not much sleep, that's for sure. The, uh, I was very fortunate. I had uh, I had three days with it. I had a day with it when I was with the duck back home, and then I had uh, two days with the Bruins. Cam nearly let me have it. Another day back in town, and then one in Boston because I resided in Boston basically year-round. Um, so I think that's the greatest part of that trophy. One, how hard it is to win. You know, the the grind of playoffs, hockey playoffs, I think is above and beyond and far beyond any other sport, in my opinion. Just the physicality, 200 by 85, no outbounds, games every other single night for two and a half months straight. I, I think it's truly the hardest trophy to win. But then when you do win it, you, you get to spend a day with it. It's the family cup. Like, it's, uh, it's a tradition like no other. Uh, and I Tried to, I tried to make the most of it. He got 24 hours. I tried to use 20 of them at least. <laughs> Sean Thornton, our guest here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Um, this is a, was, it, was it cathartic to write this story? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the right word. It's out there. I'm, I'm, the reason I said no the first three times was I'm really not the type of individual that likes to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fairly private and you know, even if I'm, if I'm going out for a beer, I'm usually trying to hide in the back of the room. Uh, it's in Boston where I might get recognized. So, um, but now going through it, I mean, there's a couple things that probably popped up through this process that uh, made me more self-aware of why I've done some things or, or are passionate about uh, different things. So, it, I'm proud of it. Uh, it's it's nobody's called me and said you suck as an author. So that's been uh, that's been a positive as well. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I hope I can just motivate somebody to, to, to be successful in some walk of life through this. Well, and that's part of what, uh, you know, what the, the, the media story is when, when we're reading about this, um, is to, you know, you were basically an underdog your entire life. Pick last, you know, reading what your mom wrote in the book. Pick last on every team and, and never really thought you'd get that shot. And you made the most of it, and I think this is a great read for kids that struggle with self-esteem, possibly. You know what I'm saying? If it helps one person, then it was worth it for me. That's a, that's a great way to look at it, and uh, as we talk to Sean Thornton here. Um, all right, 
the uh, the prologue, the, the first part of the book, it, it talks about a, a big fight that you had to have. Um, I didn't realize, Sean, that that's how things kind of went down in the NHL was, look, our guy's going to talk to your guy, and then we're just going to settle this. And uh, <laughs> um, I, That was a very, very unique. Very unique situation, that one. That's not the norm. <laughs> when you do fight, and I'm sure you got to get asked this a lot, and I'm not a fighter. I've been hit three times. I've never thrown a punch. Um, dropping the gloves. <laughs> the first time you dropped the gloves in the NHL, what was that like? Ooh, first time I dropped the NHL did not go so well for me. Uh, <laughs> I was a player I had fought in juniors a couple times. Uh, it was my second NHL game with Chicago Blackhawks. It was the end of a shift, and for the game, uh, I took a run at a player uh, on the Buffalo Sabres, and Eric Holt came off the bench, and we dropped the gloves, we swung, and he, he kind of dropped me like a bad habit, to be honest. Uh, went to go have dinner with my buddies afterwards, so that's not how you wrote it your first to have 200 in the, uh, two or 300 in the AHL. I was like, no, that's, not, that's definitely not what I planned <laughs> on happening. Uh, that was my first one. We got it out of the way. It wasn't the best showing for me, but... Uh, I showed up at least. There you go. Um, you talk about the, the the two cups, one in Anaheim, one in Boston, and they mean different things for different reasons. Why is that? Yeah, correct. Uh, the Anaheim one was the most exciting moment of my life until my kids were born. One thousand percent. I've been in the minors for nine full years, basically. Again, like we talked about it. The last kid to cut on every team. I, I never thought I was going to make the NHL. Uh, you grow up playing street hockey and ball hockey, pretending you're winning the Stanley Cup every time you're playing against your buddies. And now you got a situation, and you're on the ice, and your teammates passing you the trophy. So that 15 seconds that the trophy's over your head is the you know most euphoric, exciting 15 seconds uh, of my life at that point. Uh, but I was a small part of that team. I I definitely can't say I was a big part of bringing that cup to Anaheim. That that team was in place before I got there. Uh, they had all the, the, the core pieces, and uh, I just got to go along for the ride, fortunately. Uh, whereas in Boston, I was part of changing the culture. Not that I was the culture changer, but I was part of the process, part of the leadership team. I played more meaningful minutes, uh, including all the way until you know the, the end of the game, uh, which wasn't the case in Anaheim, and you know had a little bit more of an impact on, on the organization and that, that cup, so... That one means more to me uh, is how I kind of frame it. One was exciting, one means more. You're one of the, the few pros I've ever gotten to talk to in the first in hockey. i got to ask this. is it Why is it that you don't touch the cup until you've won it? Uh, it's just <laughs> I don't know where the superstition came from, but it's definitely <laughs> the superstition. Uh, and the honor code of it is if you haven't won it, you, you haven't earned the right to to touch it, and it's such a well-respected, prestigious trophy um, in, within the hobby world that that's just how it is. You, you haven't earned the right to touch it. Your name's got to be on it to touch it. So I'm very fortunate that I can touch it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember being in a golf tournament, Bobby Orr's golf tournament, my buddies were taking pictures of the cup. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near that thing. And at that time, they're saying, you're never making the NHL. You're an idiot. Why wouldn't you take this picture? It might be your last chance. Uh but he improved my best friends wrong. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Uh, I know you got to run, uh, but I got to ask, you've lived in Anaheim, Florida, Boston. Have you made it to Montana? I have not, and I'm dying to go out there. Uh, I think Kevin Miller, my old teammate, just uh, had his roots there after his retirement. So uh, I'm dying to, dying to get out there. Well, you could or should because you got to come out here and golf. Um, what's your handicap? Uh, I'm a 10-6. I think Keegan Bradley's dad's a pro of Montana, if I'm not mistaken. I think he teaches us there. Oh. Of course, us there. I'll have to uh, to check with. Uh, with I'm find out. Yeah, no, that's that's a cool story if it is. Um, man, I appreciate your uh, time. I know you got to run. You've been busy, but uh, looking forward to reading the rest of this thing. Fighting my way to the top, Sean Thornton. And uh, do you are you a big fan of John Wayne? Before I let you go. Yeah, I'm not like a super, super fan, but I am a fan of John Wayne. I've watched a lot of his movies. Okay. I just had to make sure. So just because you've got the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I'd be like, 
be almost sacrilegious to not be, right? Right, exactly. Hey, uh, appreciate the time, my man, and uh, looking forward to, uh, like I said, the rest of this, fighting my way to the top. Uh, good luck with it, and, uh, and uh, stay safe down there in Florida, my man. All right, thank you. That is uh, Sean Thornton joining us, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. My, all of our guests appear via the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. It's not just a, a bundle. It's your home, it's your auto, it's your life, and Mike understands that. It's your family. And, yeah, it's uh, it's Mike Miller State Farm in Helena. Get a hold of him because he cares. Sean Thornton, that was pretty awesome. Fight my way to the top. Can't wait to read the rest of it. I've uh, I've got it online, so I can't wait to uh, to get it read. Um. All right, let's do On This Day in History. It is brought to you by Mountain Nutrition. Had to stop by, had my tea today. The uh, lemon base with cherry and grape, really, really good, tasty, and love it. 21 vitamins and minerals, got the metabolism booster. The shakes are healthy, two to 300 calories, and uh, they're very, very good for you as well. And they're tasty. What the Chunky Monkey was the special today. Um, the special tomorrow is going to be amazing as well. And I will tell you that it is uh, the tea is the Blue Jolly Rancher, so blue raspberry and watermelon. That's the uh, Thursday special for the tea. Uh, it, today is December the 8th, and uh, it is National Brownie Day. It is also pretend to be a time traveler day. 1940 NFL Championship, Griffith Stadium, D.C. Chicago Bears beat the Redskins 73 to nothing. First NFL title game broadcast on national radio. 1956, the Summer Olympic Games close in Melbourne, Australia, the start of an Olympic tradition, by the way. Amidst international tensions, the athletes would then mingle together, parade into and around uh, the stadium for final appearance to close the games. 1961, Wilt Chamberlain scored 78 points. He was then with the Philadelphia Warriors at the time. Well, it's now the third highest game total in history. 1960s, uh, 1984, rather. Australian Open, Chris Everett Lloyd beats Elena Sakova, continues the streak of winning at least one major per year since 1973. 1987, speaking of hockey, Ron Hextall of the Flyers becomes the first goalie to actually stoke, uh, score a goal. Ferdy Pacheco, born on this date 1927, the cornerman for Muhammad Ali, uh, passed away a few years ago. 1958, George Rogers was born, the Hall of Fame running back, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, won a Super Bowl as well. He was the overall number one pick in 1981. Speaking of 1981, on this date, that is when Philip Rivers was born, the quarterback in Decatur, Alabama. Bobby Lowe, uh, second baseman, died on this date, 1951. He was the first player in Major League Baseball to hit four home runs in one game, 1894. Uh, Tris Speaker, the great player and manager, passed away on this date in 1958. Uh, Other uh, things in history... Eli Whitney, the uh, cotton gin inventor, born on this date in 1765. John Lennon killed on this date in 1980. Uh, Marty Robbins died on this date in 1982. It is Kim Basinger's birthday, born 1953. And Terry Hatcher, born on this date in 1964. Uh, 1941 on this date, President FDR delivered the Day of Infamy speech to the Congress the day after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It's also the same day that U.S. and Britain declared war on Japan and entered World War II. And on this date in 1976, an amazing song uh, and album was released. Well, the song wasn't, but the album was. Let's see if they're going to let me hit play here, maybe. Um, here we go. It's the greatest intro of this song from 1994. And if you can guess it, Congratulations. This date, Asylum Records released Hotel California, the fifth studio album from the Eagles. Two number ones, sells over 30 million copies. And this is the this is the greatest intro of this song ever. From 1994, was it the MTV Hell Freezes Over part? Just that bass. If you get a good sound system in your home, rocks this song. Anyway. There you go. On this day in history, brought to you by Mountain Nutrition, MTN Nutrition, Facebook, MTN Nutrition, MT on the Instagram. Check in, get a dollar off, and don't forget tomorrow, the uh, Jolly Rancher, Blue Raspberry and Watermelon, your tea special. I feel like we should just listen to this on the way out. So we're going to do this. Uh-huh.
asked at the end of the show, what did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky. Oh, yeah. This is the best Eagle song ever. I do think they're kind of an overrated band, but I do like this song. I know it's going to piss a lot of people off. Hey, I had a... Somebody just dropped off the Facebook after I said that. Um, I had the uh, first time I ever had a po' boy today from Cafe Zydeco. I've had great food from Zydeco in the past, but I got a po' boy today. Barbecued pork po' boy. And coleslaw. I ate coleslaw for the first time in my life. So good. Cafe Zydeco on Euclid in Helena. Um, Going to have a great show tomorrow. Don't forget, you can always weigh in anytime at Jay Walker Sports. And uh, you can call in or text 406-209-1267. And uh, tomorrow, weigh in. Congratulations to Troy Anderson, Patrick O'Connell, two of the three finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award given to the FCS Defensive Player of the Year. Thanks to Alex Eshelman. Thanks to Sean Thornton for joining us today. Tomorrow, Lindsey Cruz, PRCA barrel racer. Sage Newman, who's in Vegas riding at the NFR for the first time. We'll talk to him. Also, Ty Ridgeway will join us, the East Helena boys basketball coach. Uh, by the way, uh, Carol Women fall in overtime at Idaho State 69-66 today. The Carol Women's team's really, really freaking good. Hope you enjoyed today. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll be back tomorrow at 4. Make sure you visit jasonwalkershow.com if you missed anything. We'll see you tomorrow. Was produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Enjoy.